Greetings and salutations, everyone out there in Trumpistan. <laughs> this Trump- is Pirate Generation X Radio. This is the Gen X Men coming to you once again from some secret bunker the in bowels. behind the wall. <laughs> behind the wall. And joining me, I am one of your co-hosts. I'm Anthony. Joining me, as usual, is Derek and Dan. Hey, what's up? And tonight, we're going to. Do we start out with current events? Uh, anything on your minds, or do we just launch <laughs> into the? If we start off with current events, we're yeah, gonna we're stay yeah, on screw current that. Topic. So sure. Screw yeah. current events. So, uh, <laughs> Derek, uh, well, well, I'm sure we'll weave them in as Derek, we go. Yeah, you've been a virtual font of ideas for shows lately, and. <laughs> You came up with this tonight's theme, and you would like to talk about the, the midlife crisis and how it pertains, if it does, to our generation. We're all hitting a certain age now. We're hitting that midlife. Right. right. Derek? What, what, all, what constitutes a midlife crisis as well? I well, think, I, I think well, we're going to get into that. Well, yeah, let's I, back up for a second. Let's, uh, Derek, what, what got you to thinking about well, midlife crises? I don't, I don't, first of all, I don't like the, the term. And I, I'm not a snowflake, but sometimes words offend me. And <laughs> midlife <laughs> crisis not offended me, but midlife <laughs> crisis bothered me. I didn't. I didn't want to look. Yeah, I don't. It's not a crisis. Uh, so when me, you were me, younger, that f- and older, you you heard of our the baby boomers having midlife crises. Yeah. What did? How did that make you feel? Oh, it was it definitely a negative? Con- Thank you, Anthony. Uh, <laughs> It was a negative connotation. It was they got halfway through their life, realized they weren't happy or, or weren't doing what they wanted to do, and they panicked and they did something rash, and then they got over it and moved on with their their drudgery. And I don't, I don't, I don't feel that that's what happened to me. I don't. I mean, I have regrets. Certainly, I have uh, things do. I wished I'd done, things I wish I didn't do. Certainly, but for the most part, I think I've lived life. Sure, I as mean close to my terms as possible. You but can't go through life without having some regrets. I mean, yeah, you, you're gonna, you're gonna. Right. I mean, the, the the trick is not to hark on it, and right? Let it, let it hold you back. Yeah, yeah no obsession. Which I have a tendency to do. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. All right, I'm working on it. <laughs> Try not to obsess. Yeah, on I'm it. working but, over here. But, like, I don't. I also don't think. Well, I don't. I, I also don't think it's appropriate to go through life without any sort of. Change. Judgment, or not judgment? Uh, no, reflection. Reflection. There you, y- go. you have to be able to, to 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 be introspective at some point. Absolutely. So I hit forty, ugh, and I said instead of the midlife crisis, I'm going to have my fourth decade reevaluation just to see where <laughs> I was, what I wanted to do, and what I should be doing. Or and and, and answer to answer the myriad of questions that I'm sure would pop up once I put thought into. That sounds reasonable. Half, I, I think it's totally reasonable. I think it's encouraging, and I think it's healthy to say. Where am I? Yeah. Who am I? Yeah. You know, that, that soul-searching thing that we should... Set new goals. Yeah, we should check know? in from time to time on where our soul is in the universe. See, you that's the mean? thing. And I think our culture... <coughs> I think you make a good point there. I don't think our culture lends itself very well to sitting... Especially for men. Like, you, you, you we're not taught the skill to sit back, take a step back, and say, oh, you know, I need to take stock of my life and where I'm heading. Am, am I happy going this way? Am I, you know... And so I think that heads off the potential for a midlife crisis at, at the past. Mm, I, yeah. I, I th- it heads it off at the past before you even get there. And I think maybe, you know, midlife crises as the stereotype of going out and buying a big car, getting a toupee, dyeing your hair, getting a divorce and getting a right. younger w- wife right, or a right. girlfriend yeah. from a male perspective. I, I think that's a very shallow, that's a sort of shallow, maybe, dare I say, mm. American way of quote unquote, Thinking about your feelings and reevaluating I your life. I don't know that it's I don't know that it's dealing with it. Yeah. It's not uniquely American, I don't think. Touche. But it is shallow and it is rash. I mean what happens if you buy the sports car and you don't like it? What happens if you get divorced and you don't like it? You're you're making a rash decision based on a, a panic moment. Yeah. When you're 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 wondering whether or not your life is valid or not, and that's not I don't find that rashness to be appropriate at, at almost any point in life. So to to have some like I said to have some reflection on it I think is a valid you know it's not, and it's again it's it's more of a process it's certainly not a it's certainly not an impulse thing necessarily I don't that, think you know uh, and listen I've I've made some decisions and I've I've gotten into some things recently that I, I will I will definitely blame on my age mm-hmm. in a way um, but go ahead Dan I'm sorry I interrupted you go ahead 
Oh no, it wasn't really that important. Oh I, well, I, and I think I think the country, and again, not to tie in current events too much, and not to go political like we always do, That's but fine. I think that I think America is in is in sort of a midlife crisis or 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 a, a second century, sec, two and a half century reevaluation because we have a nostalgia a nostalgic pull to the past for Absolutely. a lifestyle that probably was never there, but people are convinced was, and a lot of people, i.e., Trump supporters, true diehard Trump supporters, want to go back to that. Uh, the paradigm shift that they see in the country. The, Do you think the, that's the, true? The, prog- the progression that we're making is, is you know, that's w- some of us want to go forward. It's some not of us progression, go back. really. If you Do really you think, think that's true? Well, think of well, those if you're in power, if some those in power, yeah, for those who are now in control of our government, they think it's progress and they're finally getting well, rid of the libtards and making progress now. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't see. I don't think they're. I don't think they see it as progress. I think. Well, I guess in that sense, progress. I don't. It's certainly not progressive. <laughs> Maybe it's, it's definitely progress. a paradox. It's progressive, yeah. It's definitely yeah. a paradox. Yeah. It's going into the future by going back to the past, <laughs> right. and they don't seem to know that that's right. not going to do it. So right. So I decided to, to buy future. a skateboard. <laughs> you son of a. Bitch. What'd you say? He said we have to go back to the future. Yeah. You son of a. Bitch. I, I decided to buy a it's skateboard, and the country decided to deregulate itself. Uh, are there parallels there? Probably not. But <laughs> see, the drastic, uh, the drastic switch. Uh, well, let's focus we it on you. Why did you want to buy that skateboard? Let's 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 put it to the question. Why did you? What, what's your you thoughts? What. What's the thought process? All right. So there's a lot to this, I'm sure. I miss being part of team sports. I'm, I've I've injured myself numerous times over the years. I, that me participating in any team sort of thing is out of the question for the most part. I mean, I have the bike team and we do a lot of riding and that's that's wonderful. But it's not. The game time, the game day stuff. You know, I used to play rugby. I miss it every friggin' day of my life, and you know that kind of stuff. I want. I wish I could get into like a baseball or a soccer league, but I, I can't. I can hardly run anymore. So that bothers me. Coupled with, you know what? I've always liked skating. I've always. I bought a pair of rollerblades, and I don't care how old, out of date it is. I wear them proudly. I don't give a shit. I love it. I love them. I, I've always. I wanted to ride a skateboard. Everybody that I knew made fun of me for it. Not you guys. I didn't. So. Let's let's talk about that physical aspect. Hold on, I don't want to interrupt you, but let's let I think that's interesting. From a physical, just aging, physical, like biology, physics standpoint, is that maybe some of the impetus between between behind the the midlife crisis for our generation and prior generations? Maybe it's like you're overcompensating because you've lost that youthful ability to run and well, go out and play and push yourself physically, so you're overcompensating with stuff no 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 in my case okay the the royal 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 you in my case i i just miss what i used to be like and i i'm I'm, and i've I've been you know active consistently these past 40 years but lately it's been bothering me that i'm not as active as maybe i should or could be but do you think you still have the physical capacity i i I have something yeah i can do something i I might not be able to run like i used to but i can do something i'm certainly not as fast as i once was but I think if you, you know, Facebook is a cursing and a blessing, it giveth and taketh away. <laughs> I, I look at back to people I know, you know, from when we were younger, and a lot of them are in the same shape. A lot of them haven't gained weight like our, our other generations have. I think Gen X certainly took better care of itself weight-wise from what I've seen in my experience yeah. than, than the previous generation. I mean, I, you know, I look at pictures of my parents and their friends when they were younger. They were all skinny, and they, when they got older, they all got fat, all of them. My high school class, you know, it's like half and half at, at, at most, I think. I mean, I'm, yeah. you know, I, I think I think our generation focuses on, I think our generation is very good at saying we're not going to age like that. We're not going to give in to time. We're not going to let that stuff go. And that's a very good thing. I've gained weight. I mean, I was hurt for a long time, too. But, you know, I, 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 nope. miss, I miss just the genuine beauty of being in good shape. Uh, it's a wonderful state of mind and a, and a, and a wonderful state of being that I want to achieve again. And I bought a skateboard because I friggin' loved it. You know what I mean? It's fun. And I have so much fun. I look ridiculous on it. <laughs> and I have to get a giant longboard because I'm too heavy for anything else. And I don't do tricks or anything. I just ride it. But it's fun as hell, and I love it. And I don't care. I don't care, who, I don't care what anybody and thinks. You know what, though? That's, that's the thing, man. You got to do what makes you happy. Right. You know, regardless of what people say. Right. And that's, well, that's, and that's a, yeah. When I reevaluated my past four decades, I realized I missed that. I wanted to do it. Yeah, I'm not worried about what it's what you know what anybody said about me regarding it, and I, I went for it. Because I, I I'm starting to think like that. Being happy is definitely leading to like being healthier. Absolutely. And uh, like just me changing the way I've been thinking lately, I've been feeling a lot better. Right. You know what I mean? 
Well, that's I, that's a great. I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought that up. I think in the Western world, what is it, the Cartesian worldview? <laughs> that that's we we have a tendency to separate mind and body, uh, you know, through decades of or decades, centuries of looking at the world as sort of a mechanical beast, and we've 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 kind of internalized that, and you know, the body is separate from the mind, and people don't realize that you know you can be. You can you can be happier when you're healthier. I mean, n- not all the time. It's not 100 percent. body connection, but there is right. the connection there that we don't always acknowledge in in our Western, you know, is that a symptom of world. is that a symptom of suck it up and ignore your feelings, rugged individualism. <laughs> don't be a snowflake. Uh, yeah, Possibly, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that's definitely <laughs> yeah. part of it. Yeah. So it's like yeah. But I mean, again, I think our generation, the millennial. See, I think the millennials get credit for stuff like this, but I think our generation is really opening the door for them. You know what sense. else too? I think I think people are afraid to be happy sometimes. I agree. You know, I agree because happy takes work. But how so? What do you mean? What do you so happy takes work? But what do you mean by that, Dan? When you say that, but not just like like for example, like he likes to do you know skateboard and stuff. Love it. But like you know, like he said, like people like got on him about it. Like some people, some people are afraid of what other people think. Absolutely, and they take that. Me, I can give two shits. Good. I'm glad to hear. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. some people are, yeah, like you said, there you you but know people who are worried about what other people think. Yeah, too much so. But you know what though? That's that's uh, here's that leads to another thing. If you know they're your quote unquote friends and they're giving you shit about it, then are they really your friends? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not gonna <laughs> give age you old tale, right? Well, I'm I not gonna give you shit about. No, you guys, you guys, not you guys have not. You know, you mm-hmm. at most, if you were not, I mean, if you didn't. We'll give you shit because we love you. Yeah, I mean, bust that's, my that's balls. Yeah, bust that's my different. balls about it. But right, uh, and I maybe I mean, if, if, listen. If, like if the, we like thought it was dangerous, and we, we knew you were gonna or like, you know, like heading down the wrong path on with whatever, <laughs> then then we're gonna be like, dude, intervention, right? Yeah. Derek, you have a drinking problem. Kinda, yeah. Well, listen, Dan. Just like Will Smith's mom said, if they were laughing, you don't need them because they're not good friends. Yeah, that's some of my song. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I, don't I think it is. Right, whatever. I, think I said Will is. Smith's mom said. I know it's from a song. <laughs> Gen X song. Parents just don't understand. That's right. That's Gen right. X That's learned right. from that. But I, you know what's telling? It's interesting. You were talking about the physical, taking care of our physical selves. But do you think we blazed the trail of taking care of our minds over the decades and our emotions over the decades of our life before we hit 40 and start getting the midlife? I don't. Than I, our I, previous generation? I, I think the boomers kind of started that. I'll give them no. that credit. I, I don't know. I, I Some no. of them. Some of them. Well, yeah, but, but I mean, as a generation, they kind of brought like that. The ones before. who became hippies. The, the, the greatest right. generation. I mean, and, and to their credit, <coughs> not to their credit, but not to criticize the greatest generation. But they went through war. They sucked it up and they drank their feelings. I mean, I, might gra- I watched my grandfather drink himself to death. He probably had PTSD. I'm sure he had some. I'm sure he had emotional issues that his generation did not allow him to talk about. I, and I think the boomers kind of, you know, they all went to college instead of going to war. <laughs> that's an oversimplification, but you know what I mean. So they expanded those fields. They made it more readily available. They had more people studying those fields. But look at our current situation in our country. Okay? Yeah. If they were that smart, we wouldn't be in this problem we're, ha- we're having. I, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't. Because most of the I politicians are boomers. A lot of majority of them. A lot of them. Not. Not. I don't know that a majority of them are. I. I think that's kind of a. That's. I don't think you can say that honestly. The people that have the real power definitely are. I don't know. I don't know that you can say. I mean, the president, obviously, the vice president. Yeah, I'm sure, (laughs) some of the senior senators. But Paul Ryan's Gen X. He's the third most powerful person in the in the country, and he's a Gen a Gen Xer. He's an asshole, but he's a Gen Xer. Well, I. I, Yeah. I mean, that's you know, opinions (laughs) aside. But I think the boomers kind of paved the way. They kind of opened up the door for for. I don't want to say therapy or psychoanalysis or whatever you want to say. I think they made it more mainstream. Certainly, I think Gen X ran with it, but I think the boomers kind of maybe the boomers opened the door to it because they saw their parents suffer. Well, and maybe maybe that's the thing. Maybe they saw those people coming back from war with a PTSD and drinking and said, "You know what? We we don't want anybody to suffer like that like our parents Uh, did." I, I think so. Yeah. You know, I know sometimes we give the boomers a bad rap, but hey, you know, not everything <laughs> they did. Yeah, not everything they did they was didn't bad. Do. They only destroyed the planet, but that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were working on saving it, and then another one came in and said, "Nah, yeah, we don't need it." But but <laughs> uh, you know, I I, I wha- <laughs> one thing you know, the skateboard is is my is my is the physical representation of of my reevaluation. But there's much more. Maybe to you it. need to. Maybe you know what you maybe you're looking for like a. More adventure, as far as like maybe doing something extreme. 
Well, that's I skydiving or I'm, I'm too that's the thing. Do you know what I mean? Like but no, I, I I think that we're more willing to to be open minded and maybe hopeful about our future. I would like to think so, because instead of so you know, yes, are we socking away money for re- some sort of retirement? Yeah, but are we ever really going to retire? Maybe not, unless we get creative about I, I don't more <laughs> about our income stream. Yeah. But maybe we're okay with working until we die. If it means we can do some stuff now while we're younger, so we don't have to wait to go to like a Norway or an Italy yeah. or go take a trip before after we retire, yeah. right? Maybe it's okay that hey, well, maybe I, the yeah. trade-off is we work till we die, but we also go and travel before we're sixty-nine. You know, well, but yeah, isn't, isn't, yeah. and isn't that kind of a isn't that kind of a, a um, <coughs> excuse me? That's kind of I want to say an offshoot of what we've been told our whole life that you're not going to do as well. You're never going to have the opportunities that we had, you know, for whatever reason. I, I remember teachers and, and everybody saying growing up, it's like your generation is not going to be as good as the one before, you know, and that was kind of hammered into us. And it's like and, and you kind of started to some of us started to believe it like, well, I guess I guess that? I don't. Like, yeah, I've I had numerous teachers and I've had I mean, and look at the statistics. I mean, you that was put them on blast. They were saying, uh, no, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember. Probably all dead anyway. I don't remember specifically, <laughs> but I mean, uh, no, um, you know, they, they said that the, the, the economy was changing. The world was changing. You wouldn't you wouldn't make as much. It was uh, they almost like a fact that we weren't going to make as much money as the generation before us. And maybe we're not. I don't know. I mean the gen- the the the, the, the no, I was going to say the gender gap not the gender gap the salary gap is increasing and it's all going to the top so we yep. don't make as much the oligarchy is forming and they are hoarding money at the top and that's something that's unavoidable for, and our generation is one that's going to run smack into it and honestly like generation X we ran into the housing bubble right when we we're most of us were ready to buy our first house or a lot of us were so i mean that what kind of what kind of opportunity do we see Maybe it's okay that we need to make our own opportunity, and maybe it's okay that we don't have opportunity like our parents did to stay at a job for 30 years. Maybe that's okay. I mean, we, maybe, some of us lament that, but is that kind of like a recipe for boredom? Well, Maybe I, yeah, staying I, at I, a job for 30 years made people have midlife crises. Well, I was just going to say that. Maybe that's what did maybe, spark them into, you know, right. oh, my God, i got to do something with myself because I'm yeah, bored stiff. because I've been doing the same. I'm just going to yeah. get the gold watch after 40 years at the mm. same company doing the yeah, same thing uh, at I the agree, same yeah. desk. Maybe it's cool that actually, you know, because I've been thinking about it, like I've been changing job every two years for like a while now. Sometimes it was forced upon me by a downsizing because of the shitty economy. Right. But sometimes I'm like, you know what? I'm out. And I just read an article the other day. They're saying now if you stay, people who stay at a company for more than two years make 50 percent less these days than their peers who jump job to job every few years. Wow. So like it's because no you don't kidding. get – because raises don't either they don't exist. Yeah, there's no more raises. Or they're yet. like two or three percent, which doesn't keep up with cost yeah. of living right, increase. Yeah. So right. to get a big boost, you either need to get like the very rare creature, the unicorn that is like a promotion <laughs> to another department in your company. You got to right. be savvy. Right. You have to be like an entrepreneur, even as an employee. Like you got to be looking for like make your own job yeah. almost at a company yeah. or make your own company. But it's like. You know, yeah, sometimes maybe it's okay that we're being pushed out of a comfort zone that maybe caused our previous generation to go into midlife crises because we have to be nimble. Right. We have to be nimble. We have to be thinking. We have to be creative. And maybe we're being forced into it, but maybe that's a good thing. I, I agree. I, I, listen, I've, I've heard, you know, numerous, um, you know, psychological or, you know, psychoanalysis uh, opinions that, you know, work work matters to us. Human beings need to work in, in a sense. Now, I'm not saying grind away every day for 50 years and then die, you know, the day after you retire. I'm saying... It gives our life purpose and value to have some sort of objective every day to accomplish. And working throughout the rest of our lives is not – we look at it as a – it might be a bad thing, but it's not necessarily <laughs> – All right, Dan. We're, we almost had an equipment me. malfunction. Did you break my chair? I don't know. I just – all right, well, don't lounge. Stop don't lounge. lounge. Thanks for interrupting a very good point. Sorry, I'm sorry, Derek. <laughs> That's all right. No, it's, it's, it wasn't live that radio, <laughs> folks. Anything can happen. <laughs> yeah, all right, go ahead, Dan. It's, first of all, it's not radio. Uh, That's twice you said that. It's not radio. <laughs> it's not. It's not radio. Look, I'm trying to pretend I'm Howard Stern. My, my <laughs> it's the. It's not radio. Welcome back to the Wacky Morning Show. <laughs> <laughs> Your voice thinks that this will not change. <laughs> Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Baba no, boy. I have yeah. fantasies, okay? Uh, I, I'm sorry. Last time I was I'm on sorry. radio. I'm sorry. Don't spoil it for me. Cookie puss. Let's keep going. Cookie puss. But yes, I think those lifestyles did did warrant or did push you know, people towards a midlife crisis and things have changed. And you're absolutely right. You know, people don't do that anymore. We must, we must be more pliable in our careers. And I think that's not a bad thing necessarily as long as you have some sort of underlying stability throughout your life and you yes. can build some safety. Because right. 
as you know, long as you're again, not getting downsized every time. As long as the reason why you're not leaving a job every couple of years right. is because you're getting fired or downsized. And you don't have to wipe out your savings or your yeah. retirement. And, you know, again, part of the reevaluation is, you know what? I do value security. I do value a sense There's of, nothing of, wrong of with that. creating a nest for myself and my wife. And, you know, but I'm in I'm in the healthcare field. I'm looking to, to, to move to a different field within healthcare. And I... I, 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 for the same reason, like I, I, you know, I'm, I probably need to move on at this point, or I, I can't imagine myself doing this. Stagnant. But you're going. To I'm okay, you, and you I like, like it. But you're going back to school. Yeah, I'm doing a big change, but yeah, still, I think that's, I think that's the same. It's definitely for this, you know, maybe not the same reason, but it's definitely, it's definitely a parallel. I think to. I think if you're in the right company, they're gonna let you. Like my company, they know that I, they found out that I like to do public speaking, and I work around a lot of salespeople. We. The company I work for sells a lot of furniture. They're very heavy with salespeople. But I talked about how I do Toastmasters three times a month. I give a speech or two a month. And salespeople were saying, I don't know how you do that. I'm like, you're a salesperson. You talk to people all the time, don't you? Yeah. You'd be surprised yeah. because that, that statistic holds up. More people are afraid of death than public speaking. Right. <laughs> right. Like that statistic. Right. It really is. And even salespeople. So, you know, I was hating my job for a while. And then – People are saying, hey, Anthony, you're in this public speaking. Huh? Maybe you could tell us more about this Toastmaster stuff. And you know right. what? I've parlayed it, and I brought some of my passion. My side passion is public speaking. So I've said, you know what? I've proposed to them in an entrepreneurial fashion in my employee job. I've said, hey, maybe I could start like a workshop where we have like a couple of meetings a month where you're the salespeople do presentations. I'll bring in some Toastmasters manuals. We can use the Toastmasters structure, and we can – talk about product knowledge so they can learn product knowledge be make, making their speeches about products they can learn about their products that they have to sell and get public speaking practice and get right. feedback at the same time and polish their polish right. their stick right yeah so it's if i if i can't have my dream job right now like at least i'm bringing some of my passion to it to make the job more interesting and appealing and fulfilling to me yeah. you know even right. if the other half of my job is kind of unfulfilling but you know i'm also trying to transition but careers but i think that's exciting because in our parents' generation, it was like you go to school, you get a job, and that's it. Or you go and you get a trade, that's it, and you work right. it, yeah. and that's it. And, well, and that's and your there's life. Nothing wrong and, with that. and there's actually a draw. There's actually a movement back to that because we did get away from the trades, and I think the trade blue oh, collar, the trade blue collar world is kind of getting a bad rap. But I look at the lives some of these. Rap. It gets a, yeah, but I, I look at the lives some of these guys have, and it's not, it's not. But yeah, it's under, Yeah, it's not. It's a. It's a great living. Oh, and yeah. it's wonderful work they're doing, and I'm. T I mean, I'm jealous it's of a lot vital. of guys that have a skill like that. I mean, that's a. <laughs> there's two kinds of skills I see in the world. There's you know, current skill level, you know, real world skills, and then there's post-apocalyptic skills. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, do you have skills that you can do after the apocalypse? Well, then you are a very valuable person in today's world because Absolutely. you will find. Yeah. Ways and means of using those skills. I, I, I and well, and it's brilliant what they do. And that's both. Of, both of my wife's uncles are electricians. Right. Their their daughters are, have married all electricians. Right. <laughs> like or their and their one son. One of the uh, he's an electric electrician. So they're like all electricians on that one side of the family. Right. And they've just retired. You know, the, the dads have retired, and they right. have great retirement pensions. I mean, they're they're sitting pretty, man. They right. do great. But those those might be the jobs of the future, and that's right. Especially if America does continue with well, the decline. Yeah, I, I mean, that's, there's, a, there's a lot of jobs out there that are like that, that are unfulfilled, and we keep pushing you know, this college thing. And I think with, with the, the amount of debt that kids are going to accrue nowadays, and the, the, you know, I mean, let's be honest, college doesn't guarantee you anything. And a bachelor's degree is really not that big of a deal anymore, unfortunately. So why put ourselves through this? I think the, 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 the current push for college, which is I would never not college. It's a wonderful one. It's a very obviously education is, is a is a necessity, but you know, there's got to be better ways to to acquire it. And 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 some of these trade jobs might end up preventing you from finding yourself in that position that you know our yeah. other the other generations yeah. found where they were locked into a position for forty years because you were stuck with the college loans and the co and it didn't really prepare yeah. you for anything anyway. So now I think, I think it's going to maybe flip. Where you know the trade stuff might allow you for more opportunity. I mean, I, I don't. You know, know what? We grew up in a very blue collar area. I think this yeah. Philadelphia is very kind of traditionally blue yeah. collar. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. union, union, very union, very uh, unionized. Popular, and yeah. I think there's a pendulum. I think like right. the children. Right. I think the a lot of the boomers in this area were uh, tradesmen. A lot. And they yeah. worked long hours, bad conditions sometimes, fingers to the bone. Yeah, they had the unions, but. Still, it was kind of backbreaking. Yeah, lost fingers, dangerous. <laughs> what does he do? Finger to the handbone. Well, when he worked, he used to work over in uh, Camden at a, uh, 
like a, they made those plastic piping and stuff like, like that. PVC. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Cut his finger off. Yeah, he it? lost the damn tip of his finger. And see, that's the thing. So maybe that's why the pendulum swung to them, the blue collar people. Even my dad, who knew nothing about college, was just like. Go to college. Go to college. Even though, like, he's sometimes called college-educated people highly educated assholes. And I'm like, okay, right. well, interesting. Th- thanks for the paradox, Dad. <laughs> but he was, you know, I think those blue-collar people were saying it became a thing to send your kids and not have them do that back-breaking, physically right. intensive blue-collar right. work. Right. And to then, their yeah, go get a college. Go to college. My you know. parents were the same way. They didn't go. And they, to their credit, they said, well, you know, your life is going to be better if you do this because that – Seemed like the logical thing, and, and right. it, that it was, was. and I'm not, I'm not, not. It was. It was. I did. I did the right thing doing that. I had to go back to college. It changed my career because right. I, I was. There's probably many other reasons for that, mm-hmm. and they were right to do so. But it doesn't look like that's going to be the way it's going to go anymore. And you know, I'm still at 40. I still have student loans, and I didn't. I wasn't. I was pre, you know, college tuition boom, and I went to a state school, out of state school. But I, you know, I still have a lot of college debt that I, I, I wish I didn't yeah. uh, and part of that's part of that was my reevaluation like man I, there's some baggage that I want emotionally gone um, which I think is healthy and there's some financial baggage that I definitely want gone as well and yeah. I'm you know trying to work hard to get to that point but uh, it's an amazing thing when you realize what you do and don't want out of life like that's that's a bigger deal than I think we give people credit for in this country like yeah. when you realize a who you are and be what you want it, it makes it, it makes things it's it's kind of like a moment of clarity in a lot of ways and that's what the reevaluation brought Epiphany. me not panic I didn't need to go buy anything except the skateboard it was less than, <laughs> it was less than 200 a, bucks it was not fun. a red sports it was car. fun <laughs> it wasn't it was it was it was a minor blip in my reevaluation yeah. stock you know and, and 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 I'm glad I did it and I st- wrote it yesterday hurt my knee doing it but I love it hey typical man. par for the course hurt my <laughs> knee. Right. So yeah, and I think I think it's good. I mean, again, I think it's good to have this reevaluation, and I think that I, I I think that we can avoid that. I think uh, I think if you don't fixate on the regrets, like we were saying, I think we're gonna have a. I think personally, our generation has a good stands a good chance of I, I dodging the stereotype of the midlife crisis. Yeah, I'm sure there's gonna be some people that panic, but I think our generation, again, generalization overall, I think we're doing a very good job of living better than the previous generations, and we're we're living more in our own way and happier about it and, and more in control of where we want to go and what we want to do. And I think that prevents, you know, that prevents the crisis from hitting you at some point. And unfortunately, I think our country has become very busybody ish. I feel like we're all well, very too. A lot of people are yeah. too fixated on their version of reality and they want to make sure that, you know, the right people using the right bathrooms. And it's all like this uh, whole <laughs> moral fiber, depending on where people poop and the ridiculousness of that, <laughs> and it's just like, yes, it's this fear. Again, I yeah, think that fear. the fear thing that our country is gripped by and just the desperation and just this the mentality, and I just don't get the mentality. I mean, we were talking about the other day about like having a conversation with someone who's uber-religious and who's who believes that it's, it's okay. God would never let us overheat the earth and kill all of ourselves because he can just snap his fingers and make physics change and everything will be just fine. Or anyway, we're all going to be raptured anyway in the tribulation. So this, the sinners will be left in an overheated world. And maybe that's why the world's heating up. Because Satan's going to rule it. So he needs it hotter up here. <laughs> I don't know. See, that's, You can't have a conversation based on science when someone's context it is all like, Jesus is going to save well, us. That's so stop fucking worrying. Because well, Jesus is going to save everything. Yeah, that's the Jesus same, is going to change global s- warming. Same argument I have about you can fear the future and relish the past. But... That that to me isn't courage. That to me isn't brave. Why would you you can't you can't have a conversation with somebody that's going to be so locked into the way it should be or used to be, that it a probably never was or at least in, from your point yeah. of view it was good. You know, the, the I won't get into the the, the connotation yeah. of that. But you you can't argue with somebody or you can't have a discussion with somebody that that sees that the past was the way to go or that. You know, it has to be a certain way that because we we lost our way at some point, and that's I just not the case. That. We're losing our way now, not progressing. I don't. I deal with that every day at work. How okay, well, yeah, my, how so? our boss, the guy who owns the place, yeah, is so stuck in the past. That's all he talks about. Like, like oh yeah, that yeah, yeah there used to be a farm across the street. Like, just th- that's all he talks about is the past. Like nothing into the future. It's all the past. Like this one time when I was in 
uh, you know, the, the military, we, I travel all across Europe. Like, yeah, that's great and all, but like, that's all you talk about. Like, yeah. is it old stuff? What are you doing old, now? The past, the past, right. the past. But maybe and, you've and lived was, in this area uh, too this is, long, this dude. Isn't, this <laughs> isn't, this is an, this is an old white guy and not to bring this up, but this is an old white guy with nostalgia for his youth. Well, you know, of the, course it was good for him. And like I'm, s- right. like we're it wasn't s- good for everybody back then. And right. I'm tired of hearing that argument. It's better now. It's not great. It's better now for people, minorities and women and oh, gays. Absolutely. It's but absolutely I, better. You know, like and we have a long way to go. But the thing that I was getting at was, uh, yeah, because um, this leads to my whole like changing my perspective on things, and right. being happy and everything. Like this man. That's your re- reevaluation. But go ahead. This man has. Driven me to the point sometimes where I wanted to choke the life out of him <laughs> in front of anybody. I didn't care who it was. So for me to step back and be like, because the guy's losing his mind. He's dementia apparently runs in his family. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's a factor. And the guy's had two, three mini strokes recently within the oh, past geez, two yeah. months. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So like I'm like, as much as I can't stand this man, like. I wouldn't want that to happen to, like, save me or anybody I cared about. So, like, who am I to actually, like, be mad at this this guy because he doesn't realize what he's doing half the time? You know what I mean? He doesn't – he walks around there like he's lost. Right. You know what I mean? And he yeah. wasn't like that a couple of years ago. You know what I mean? So, you know what, dude? So, he's scared. He's probably scared. Oh, he's terrified. And like when he was younger, he hadn't had strokes. Nope. <laughs> he's he's wishing he was right. back in the time when he didn't have many three many strokes. Well, he's always talked about that. And, like, and, but and but and and that's you're right, Aunt, but that's no reason to try and emulate that past. <laughs> no, I mean, there's you're no reason right. to try and fight for you're, that. You're absolutely because right. it was better for some. Yeah, you're absolutely. It right. wasn't better for all, and it's not. It's just gone. It's not coming back, and that's the past not is dead. Right, you can't justify because you had a great time when you were a child that we should be living like that. And biologically. Yeah. We've discovered science just from science perspective. <laughs> biologically, we discovered that memory is a very fallible thing. Right. Your your mind right. <clears throat> fills in a lot of gaps and makes up a lot of things yeah. and yeah. makes things tendency and uh, just from a survival instinct and from right. a defense mechanism, your mind makes things better in the past. So yeah. that's the reason why human beings have this tendency to have this nostalgia, nostalgia for the past and to glorify because it, yeah. to glorify it because <laughs> we have there's no perfect recall, it complete at least from like an emotional standpoint, especially right. like how you're so and when you were the past it was when you were younger, fitter, healthier, maybe you know so it's of yeah. course less it's vulnerable be so physically. Less, yes, so exactly in so that respect when we went to that that place over in Kongswood or no it was Oakland right where at that that toy store. Which toy store? The one with all the old stuff in there. The uh, like. All oh, the old. the, the um, yeah. house of fun that's yeah. in town. Yeah. So like, in that respect, like, we were like almost like pining for that. Like we we were living okay. in that old. But here's the deal. There's a difference. I'm gonna make a clear distinction. There's good nostalgia and bad nostalgia. Yeah. Good nostalgia is like a little bit of salt. Like you're making a dinner. <laughs> here's the thing. It's it, let me give you a metaphor. You're making a nice. Good nostalgia is just a, a little bit of pepper, a little paprika, a little spice on your present. So, huh. like, when you go to a store like that where you're seeing, oh, look, a He-Man toy, I had that. And just for a few minutes, yeah. you get that that feeling of, like, oh, man, life is good. And I had, was it was a good youth. And maybe I had my problems as a kid. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, hey, man, those were good times. And then you let it go. Then yeah. a few minutes later, you're over it. The bad nostalgia version of that is you leave the store in a deep depression because my childhood's gone, my youth is gone, it's all over, I'm old and fat now, and then days and days later, you're still feeling like shit and you're in a funk about it because you saw a He-Man toy. Like, that's bad nostalgia. So nostalgia used properly... It's like a nice little sprinkling. You, you instead of like Don't. bad nostalgia is dumping like a whole thing of sugar into like a spaghetti. So we dish. should have like warning labels for nostalgia. Right, exactly. So it's, <laughs> nostalgia yeah. has a purpose. Yeah. Like it has a biological purpose to make you feel a little good. I think right. you know, yeah. but right. it has a purpose. Uh, the defense mechanism, you know, help you. But it has it serves a positive purpose. But like any all things in moderation. You know what I mean? You don't want to fixate yeah, too yeah. fast. Too much on the past well, and live there. Like That's bad. Like a famous baby oh, boomer once said, the good old days weren't always good, and tomorrow isn't as bad as it seems. Excellent point. I, I think that's, that's true words. I think <coughs> you can't. It, it wasn't that great. Was You're that looking back. John at Denver. 
I think it was Merle Haggard. I think he used to race this. Merle Haggard. Um, is that a, is that a, that's a thing, right? A Merle know. Haggard, whatever a Merle Haggard is. A it's Merle Haggard. A, <coughs> it sounds like a medical condition, not a person. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah. You can't you can't constantly yearn for something so much that you can't progress, and that's right. that's I think where a lot of the country is, and a lot of the midlife crisis thing it's comes from. It, it's all consuming. But see, you're fourth decade. You're in your late thirties. You're not quite at the fourth decade mark yet. But August, I will be. Okay, close well, enough. Uh, your thirty ninth year. Your oh, right. yeah, well, yeah. Oh, we'll we get will. That. Your your fourth your fourth decade reevaluation is that you're turning more positive, and I think that's a good thing. You're you're taking stock, yeah. and you realize, well, I ha- I can I can produce better behaviors, and that is I think healthier than saying I'm gonna buy something to fill in this this void, and I'm gonna be done because consumerism doesn't fix anything. No. You can't you you can't look at anything you can't buy anything that fixes anything save a tool to fix a drain and that's where it ends. Don't don't fill in the holes of life with with material things. Yeah, yeah. stuff's not going to do Stuff it. Stuff doesn't work, yeah. And 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 you know uh, see, things don't cost money. Things cost hours of your time and your life. That's that's the way I try and look at things. Yep. Yeah, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, when you're ma- when you're working at a job, you know, you're that's trading time for you're trading money. Time you're trading for life, money, and then you're trading that money, which that's just like equals time. Isn't it? I I don't want to go there with it because <laughs> then you're, you're, you're opening servants. up you're opening up all sorts of 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 you're, you're opening s- you're bringing up all sorts of show topics with that. Uh, yeah, one, I think it's yeah. good to be There's a productive <laughs> member of society. Oh, I, yeah, I, I think I, people vilify you know working the working stiff, and but but work. work gives you purpose. Yes. Now hopefully your purpose is is. Hopefully, it, the you know what though, hopefully, I think hopefully you enjoy that purpose. You agree, or you're in line with that purpose. Yes, That's the real That's struggle. The hopefully, you you're you are aligning your job with a little bit of your, your life, happiness, your, yeah. your meaning and purpose in your life, and what you're passionate about. Yeah. You know? That's yeah, what I tell my kids. It's like find I something you're passionate about. The money will follow. You know? I know. I, that, yeah. Like I see, like my buddy Alex. You guys know Alex. Yeah. And like. He is, I see how happy he is doing what he's doing. Yeah, it's he's like a tattoo, a tattoo artist. artist, right? And yeah. he loves it. And right? he's and a pro wrestler. He got back into that again. Bro. He's living nice. life, yeah. Man. So like, I like I see that, and I'm like, and he may not be a rich man. He may not be swimming in dough. He may yeah. be working a lot. Who knows? But at least he's doing something he's passionate yeah, absolutely. about. Absolutely. I mean, you, you know. Yeah, I, I at work a lot of times. I, you know, I interact with fellow coworkers. I work in a very large hospital. Um, and you know they're always you know how you doing hey what's going on this and that you know and my response always is just I just I don't even think about it anymore is living the dream I'm living the dream, and you know I'm I'm not but I mean I, I'm not I'm not far from that in a sense and I I'm happy where I was and it's like you know what just keep saying it just keep talking about it you, you know, know what I, the dream, I shooting for it trying for it all the time fake it till you make it sometimes That's works man <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I, you know you know it's well, funny I'm not unhappy I'm not not living the dream does right. that make sense you know? it's but funny that you said living hey, the dream nothing wrong with ambition because yeah. like with striving up until recently like when somebody go oh, living the dream I'm like waking nightmare what are you talking about <laughs> like right. that was my response like all the time but, but that wasn't serving you was it yeah it wasn't doing you any good right? and, and what is now that I'm just like yeah man whatever and, and today's, what, what today's purpose, the day man what purpose does that serve except to push other people away which exactly. is probably part of your intention anyway which when you're in that mentality it, you know it's part of it I get it <coughs> there's your reevaluation or SSDD is what, what was my other yeah, same yeah, shit, yeah. different thing. Yeah. You know? And see, that's such a bigger and, pile. And that, that bothers me because you know what I mean. I like just said, you know, I, 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 throw out my rebuttal without thinking about it, which I is, is hypocritical. But there's no thought there. It's no. just ah, it's the same drudgery. Why should I bother putting any thought into making this a better day for myself, even if my job is monotonous or what have you? Yeah, and I, I, I oh, go ahead. I've gotten to, to the, like now, like I'm like, engaging people more i think too. there you like go i'm like like i have a don't co- touch your ass that's not no, 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 that's no. not okay not physically oh all right <coughs> that's good conversationally oh right okay my bad i got you i got you where your mind i got you now i know anyway, I how do you I touch the ass of a conversation <laughs> what are you talking about what's the what's the metaphorical ass of? <laughs> i don't think that's what he means oh no, that's what? not what he means <laughs> no no no, no. <laughs> I don't, I don't, what are you doing what are you talking about here on so, purpose but no like like i had a gentleman today uh this is only the second time i've ever seen the guy but the previous time he was in, he was like all whacked out on drugs hmm. because his doctor overscribed him. Ah. Older guy, old, old older guy. Yeah. So today I saw him and I was like, he was like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, hey, how are you? And like as a, as he was getting relieved, I said, hey, listen, I said, how how did your doctor fix those medications? He's like, nah. He's like, but you know, he's a doctor. I gotta trust him, you know. So like just that little interaction, like the smile on his face. 
because I engaged him in a conversation, right? You know, was like double fold for me too, because like I was like, yeah, you know, made the guy smile. Yeah, could have made his day. You know, right. and, I, and I, you don't know. And you have to think about what you just did too. And I'm again as a, as a scholar and a studier of the way our media is infecting us these days. You also kind of overturn like the media narrative of like distrust the other, watch out for other people, Mexicans, foreigners, murderers, they're everywhere. Like so, when you do, when you are personable to someone, you change like our, you refute our current, our country's current mentality of everyone's out to get you blah because i feel like there's a lot of fear again we keep going back to that but it's i like have a lot of like mexican you, you're repelling that you're disproving like the talking heads that yeah. are telling everybody all day long like oh watch out murder what's thing what's killing you in your house blah like, yeah you know, so I, ha- I have a lot of like uh mexican like people some, some of your in. best friends are mexican well no, they're not good they're <laughs> happen, best friends but like happen to be mexican happen to be but mexican. like i'm just messing know, like, with, i'm messing with you because they've been customers for so long, like we're all like we all joke around, we're That's all good. Like, you know you know, so it's like I don't see how more people can't do that kind of stuff, man. It's no no species is as alone and yet so bombarded by others as ours is. I mean Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> you know, we, 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 we thrive on individuality and we we, we, we um champion that, but we're 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 more group oriented, I think, than we realize. You know, I, I was just sitting here thinking about it. Like, we focused a lot on Derek's "quote unquote" reevaluation. Reevaluation. re-evaluation. What about you? Oh, I think Derek was trying to. Throw I was. That I back was gonna. Me I was gonna. But I, I know yours. But go ahead. I mean, uh, give it a give it a. Oh, you think you know? Give it a whirl. Ah. I think you know, but you have no. There idea. I go again. Assuming. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> you, you know what? Assuming does right. You and me. I know. That's right, Dan. You're a wise fellow, Dan. My reevaluation. Why uh, I mean, well, there's the f- there's the physical thing. Not that I've said in the past, like it's okay being overweight. Like I never did that, but it's like my reevaluation it's not, is. But go ahead. My, it's not totally. <laughs> As not. an overweight guy, it's not okay. My reevaluation for me, huh? I, I think you know, I think it started for me a few years ago, honestly, before I hit my 40s, uh, 41 now. But it was definitely of trying to a, a mindset of flipping the script on. When life gives you problems and obstacles, you know, I used to lament and really get pissed off and angry about it and fueled by anger and kind of flipped the script on, you know, over the last few years. And I'm, I'm even more dedicated to it now of just that yeah, all your obstacles and your challenges are there to make you stronger. And there are opportunities for you to step up and be even more you know, positive, happy and fulfilled. So right. it's for me, it's yeah. And for and for me, so my my belief is like, look, they, they tell us that our generation <laughs> Our generation is going to be changing jobs a lot, and that was a negative. That was a negative back in the day. I remember reading articles was, oh, your generation is going to be losing a lot of jobs and downsizing, and you're going to have to switch jobs. You're going to be forced to. I'm like, like I was saying earlier, maybe that's a good thing because now, you know, I kind of got out of school, and I kind of I was I was raised in a blue collar family, you know, and I I got out of school, and I, I still had that blue collar mentality: just go get a job and work it, and someday you'll retire and suffer now, you know. And, that old mentality and now it's like i think i'm i'm taking more of my destiny of my future and my career because honestly the line of work i'm in is very stressful i write a lot of sales proposals and it's very deadline oriented there's deadlines and deadlines and you're working on one deadline that's two weeks out and then all of a sudden someone comes in with a deadline that's one week out so you got to shift priorities and it's kept me nimble in a way but it's right. also i can feel myself burning out i can't look at little tiny computer screens anymore like i used to my eyes are getting bad <laughs> you know, like, you know, so it's just physically I can't sit in a cube all day long. I don't want to do that anymore. You know, so and I feel like I need to give back. And even though I'm not a rich man, I I'm starting to volunteer more. So it's like it's finding a bigger purpose beyond myself. And, you know, so that's my reevaluation is just continuing to put make it less about me and you know, make it more about g- other people and giving back. Even if it's right. not financially, I can at least be a philanthropist. <coughs> A philanthropist of a positive mindset and give back right. to kids and seniors and wherever I'm. Well, well, uh, but that's I, and that's I that's mine was I need to find a greater purpose and it, it was more than just the skateboard obviously or the phys- phys- feeling physically better. I needed to 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 push myself to make more of an impact and like you said make make and uh, make the world better and try and impact the world give give my own little universal bump back to the world in a way and that's that's. I won't get into the specifics of what I'm changing to, but that's where I find myself. That's the overarching <laughs> no yeah. reevaluation that I've come to. Yeah. What about that? Um, 
I don't know what you call it. But remember we were talking last time. You were at, like you had like that goal of like that starting a like a group. The positive something. psychology thing. No, but like you, you wanted starting to start a like a new movement of like. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> what the live the hero thing or the my website or a new group of no kind of like the positive like being like aggressively positive or oh, something like my, that. Oh, my my philosophy like well, I was inspired by you know F. Scott Fitzgerald and I'm paraphrasing badly here, but he said it's the it's the sign of an intelligent mind to be able to hold two contradictory concepts together and still be able to live and move forward. So <laughs> I think human beings, right. if you're a conscious. If you let yourself be conscious and not just driven by your, you know, animal instincts, you know, for me, it's being, I guess, militantly peaceful, militantly, militantly positive, militantly peaceful, because human beings are wired to be, we have a negativity bias and it's kept us alive. Our cave, our cave person ancestors were kept alive by that negativity bias. We're more keyed into it biologically and evolutionarily. But the thing is, now we don't have as much need to survive because there's no saber-toothed tigers anymore. <laughs> so, but we're still we're Say overstimulating our we're overstimulating our negativity bias with the 24-hour negative news cycle. So yeah. it's like every danger everywhere. So that's the thing. Like our challenge of our age is we need to remember and parse through this information and realize that it's not as bad as we're portraying it. And people are just trying to sell us shit, you yeah, know, and yeah. sell it, get, get us, get their ratings through negativity. So. But for me, so we're always on. Negativity draws more of our attention. Negative and dangerous news draws our attention way easier than positive stuff. And positivity makes us complacent. So I was my idea is, yes, if we, we need to be just as militantly positive as sometimes we are biologically negative. So it's like all we have right. to be more mindful and we can be just because you could see all the negative people. Like Derek said, like with the Tea Party and this Trump's election was the culmination of all this unthinking fear just elect the person who's who convinced me that he's going to make everything all better and save our lives and save our jobs but that's just blindly following a solution so but i think like we need to be remembered to counter that to counter that fear we need to be just as kind of militant and like on point with our positivity so like we need to keep bringing it up we need to keep talking about it and pushing that philosophy of positivity yeah. just as much as those people are fixated on the negative it's like, you know, I think you can be, you have to be persistent. You have to be vocal, loud. And I think that's, I think people are doing that. I think, yeah. I think, I think what humanity needs is an evolutionary bump in a sense. And that, like you said, we have to be, we have to flip our script, as you, you said, it, to the positive in, in a way, because we're forced with a situation with like, let's say, let's say global warming is real or climate change is real. I tend to believe that it is. Uh, it's it going to take is. a global effort. It's going to take an all humanitarian, <laughs> all humanity effort. And that is something that we are not programmed to do. Well, yeah, we are at most tribal village, you know, mentalists. Or ment- you know, That's I, not true. Yeah. Nor- Norway. OK. Was just. I guess the happiest country in the world. The yeah. happiest country in the world. Right. All right. They're banning, making it illegal to own a gas or diesel vehicle. OK. It's electric everywhere or, or bikes right, or whatever. But that's not OK. What do you mean? It's possible. It's possible, but that doesn't eliminate. That doesn't. Uh, that's a whole other. That's one country. That's one culture, and that's a small. That, but that is a very homogenous uh, and and a small grouping. You can't. I think we're getting into a different show topic on this one, but you can't compare Norway to all of humanity. I mean, that's a very. That's an affluent America. But that's why an. Can't we that's learn an, from that. That's an af. I think. I'm not saying we're not. I'm saying it's against our our instinct in oh, general right. as humanity. To think like that, but I we can that. rise above. <laughs> we, that. we are usually and and not not and I'm not criticizing us. We are we are set biologically to focus on our survival. It's 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 you know it's survival and and to work together as a group on such a scale is not it's not innate in us in humanity. Yeah. And that's where we need that evolutionary I change. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm we saying. We need to make that okay. more innate. You, uh, need you to can't. Yeah. But I think, you know, the thing is, as we learn more about biology, and this is what scares me about people who just like just believe in Jesus. and You don't have to worry about what science says, yeah. because science is proving to us that we can like change our mentality. We can rewire our brains because I know a lot of the older generation seems like eh, someone's like this way. You're like this. Your leopard doesn't change its spots. You know, people, I <laughs> think we're groomed in our country to say you're born a certain way and you're this way and you can never change. 
Right, you're a lousy voice, lousy personality, and this will not change, right? Like private parts, right? Given some time, those leopards will change their spots. Well, that's the thing. Evolutionary, yes. You know, so that's the thing. I think our generation is leading the charge to be able to look. Yeah, it's going to take work to be conscious and mindful, you know, but it's the alternative is we're all miserable. And listen, positivity, like a positive mindset, doesn't mean you're happy and sprightly and unicorns and rainbows all the time. It's it's absurd. It's a mindset of seeing the silver lining and training yourself to see the path forward and have hope despite it all and say, you know, damn it, I'm going to persist. I'm going to be – and if that's not American – Everybody talks about America as the place where, you know, dreams America. come true. And but well, not if you're I, riddled with fear. You're not making yeah. shit come true or any dreams come true. Right. If you're all you're sitting here is uh, building walls and not making any you know, progress. Right. But if you also don't believe there's any hope for the future, then you're not going to do You're not going to bother anyway. Yeah. Exactly. You're going to worry about your day to day survival. And that's so. true. You know, listen, uh, you know, a leopard, a leopard, uh, if, if it lives long enough, will change its spots. Or if it lives long enough. It'll get cancer. So which way do you want to go? <laughs> right, right. Take your pet. Take uh, your pick. Wow. Terry. Way to bring it down. That note. <laughs> so what do you think, guys? Have we, uh, have we reached this? Uh, have we solved the world's problem again? <coughs> We're right. Have we solved the problem? No, I'm. I know. No. I always say that. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm being. And I always say, facetious. have we solved the problem? No. <laughs> Have we brought it maybe to light? Uh, yeah. So what do you think? What a little, yeah. bit, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> so what do you think? Narrow face a little bit. Can little we bit. put a cap on it? So what do you think? You think we're going to dodge the midlife crisis bullet and have a fourth decade reevaluation instead? I'm already there, and I'm think, loving. I'm loving where I'm where I'm going with it. So you know, yeah. don't don't panic. I guess is the theme. Don't don't yeah, go absolutely. into crisis mode. Stop. Pause. Instead of getting out there and making a difference, have a seat. Look inside. Look internal. Think about yourself for yeah, just a few minutes. Don't be minutes afraid to look thought. into the, 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 the yeah. dark forest within you. The depths you. of your soul. Yeah. Yes. Don't be afraid to look <laughs> into the depths of your soul. To quote someone from our generation, the grass is always greener where the dogs are shitting. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there I it think is. That's, I think that's ending it uh, on a generation. Ending X on a note. high note, Derek. Thank you, sir. Thanks All for right. that words of wisdom. <laughs> Get out there and not do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Get out there and Boots don't the be ground. a miserable bastard right uh but anyway uh so everyone in out there in listener land yeah. you can like us on facebook oh yeah you can go to our check us out on itunes and yeah. podbean, podbean and leave us comments and yeah. send us mail like subscribe and you know, do tell your friends and tell all your yeah. friends spread tell your word. enemies spread the word like a disease across the land and we're getting ready for our next big 10 number 10 episode ooh. big 10 we're hitting ooh, our ooh. double digits guys so sweet we'll see you next time everybody peace All right. have a good one